Hey there, Leah Ryan here. Welcome to episode 18 of the Authors Read Podcast. Today's author is Joan Tab, and she'll read from her book, Building Blocks for the New Retirement, an easy, interactive, eight-step guide for a retirement with meaning, purpose, and fun. Building Blocks for the New Retirement, an easy, interactive, eight-step guide for a retirement with meaning, purpose, and fun by Joan Tab. This book is divided into eight building blocks or eight chapters, and at the end of each one is a section called Your Turn with creative exercises and questions where you personalize the information. Additionally, there were at least three examples of people who have applied that strategy to their lives in each of the chapters, and I'll read some of those to you. Let's get started with the introduction. Dear Reader, Congratulations! You are a pioneer heading into new territory where few have gone before. By 2020, more than 20% of the population in the United States will be over the age of 65. This aging of the population is occurring in many parts of the world. It means millions of people, for the first time in history, will have the time to pursue decades of vital years ahead. My mission with this book is to have you bring the best of you to this exciting new stage of life. This stage has been called retirement for decades, but many of us don't like that term. We associate it with being outside of the mainstream of life. I personally prefer a term like revitalment. Revitalment, that includes the vitality that many of us bring to our later years. For the sake of being easily understood, I use the word retirement in this book and add on the new to describe a different way we can be in our later years. Many of you will bring good enough health, good enough financial security, perhaps semi-retired or working part-time, and hopefully decades ahead of time to fill. The big question is, how do you best fill that gift of time? This book gives you an easy, eight-step, multifaceted guide that is interactive and fun. It's about self-discovery and formulating a vision for the new retirement that is unique and customized to your life. Although multifaceted, this book does not include the topic of managing your finances. Many other resources cover that topic thoroughly. Using best practices in adult learning, the approach is relevant and efficient. You are presented with a concept, then asked to apply it to your life. At the end of each chapter, once again, is your turn, which presents probing questions and creative exercises. Each chapter includes examples from real people interviewed for this book. Let's harvest your rich life, lessons learned, interests, values, and insights. You will rediscover gems of yourself that may have been forgotten along the way. Readers have especially enjoyed Chapter 7, Exploring the New, where you consider new directions. I invite you to start your journey. The best is yet to come. Let's bring the best of you to the new retirement. Building block number one, in the beginning. Reclaiming your childhood interests. Setting the stage. In our society, we are conditioned to be responsible and hardworking. We are rewarded for achievement and success, seeing ourselves being graded as A or B students, for example, or workers earning a certain income. These are measures that have come to us from the outside. We are not accustomed to being interdirected. Naturally, many of us continue to be outer-focused as we face our retirement years. Once we have taken care of our responsibilities, provided for our families and our financial future, we still look to our society to tell us how to live. These past models reflected a different reality before people were as healthy and vital as we are. 
I'm suggesting that now, as pioneers, we journey into new terrain and take the time to build new models for our new age of retirement. Society offers us limited models of success for our later years. For many generations, retirement lasted only a year or two before you died. You worked until you were worn out. In contrast, we now may have decades of vitality after our work life ends. We see images of people playing golf, traveling, and enjoying grandchildren. We hear of retirees focusing time and resources on restoring their youthful appearance. Those activities are fine, but I say we can do more. In our new retirement, we have the luxury of time to revisit and explore our deeper selves. We need to pause and reflect on our nature. We have lived many decades and have accumulated wisdom, experience, skills, insights, and resources. We can now operate from our essential selves. We can peel back from the demands of society to our personal preferences and ideas of fun and enjoyment before the demands of being an adult kicked in. Let's take a look at our early selves. Research shows that our deep nature remains the same lifelong. If you were a bookworm who adored time alone to read, you probably still have that connection to solitude and the life of the mind. If you were a child who relished time with friends, you probably still have a desire for a rich social life. This is your chance to examine your life and connect the dots that really make you who you are. Then you can choose to do with your freedom and time. You can intentionally shape the decades ahead. So what comes to mind for you when you're asked to think about your happiest memories of childhood? Do you think of the warmth of family, time playing with a pet, playing with friends, enjoying school? Perhaps you think of time alone reading a book or looking up at cloud formations. Maybe it's about sports and playing ball or skiing. Maybe you felt loved and cared for as you prepared meals with your mother. Perhaps you think of school and topics that fascinated you that you never had a chance to explore. Let's take a look at Tammy, the book lover. Tammy was a serious child who loved to read. In school, she was bright in all subjects and cherished library time with hundreds of volumes, new stories, and ideas all around her. Raised in Texas, she was encouraged to become a petroleum engineer. She liked her profession well enough, but it was very demanding, and between work and family obligations, she had little time for her number one passion, reading. She knew that whatever she did in retirement, it must provide time for her to read and be around books. Tammy finally retired as an engineer and made good on her never-forgotten love of reading. She is now the owner of a bookstore in her adopted state of Wyoming with her son as assistant. He is another book lover who inherited the same love of words. Now let's go to chapter two. Building block number two, your one body. Care for it, appreciate it. You are only given one body for this lifetime. It requires more maintenance and care as we age. Many of us didn't have to pay too much attention to the body until our later years. There's the physical to consider and there's the aesthetic part. Sadly, our culture sees an aging face as bad and undesirable. It is not just how our body works that worries us, but how we think our body appears to others. Some in their 50s or older confide that sometimes when they see themselves in a mirror or an unplanned selfie, they are shocked and aghast to see an aging face, perhaps a paler one with some lines and furrows, perhaps less hair. We miss our youthful looks. It's natural to miss the beauty of youth. But sadly, our culture does not seem to value the different kind of inside-out, deeper beauty of age. Lifelines. I have a new concept for us to consider. I call it lifelines. The lines that form on our face reflect the lives we have lived. So too do lifelines reflect joy. 
Friends of mine recently became grandparents, and when I see their proud, happy faces as they hold their next generation, I am aware of the lifelines of happiness on their faces. A few months ago, after I got over the initial shock of my mother's death, after an unusually close and best friend relationship, the realization hit me powerfully that death is real and I would have my time to go too. I realized the wheels of time and aging are inexorably moving forward. They cannot be stopped. But what I can do is strengthen my body, build muscle, and create a more powerful physical stance. I could accept the lifelines forming on my face as a reaction to my deep loss and appreciate the richness of life expressed on my face, but I chose not to accept sitting by literally watching my body soften and age when I can do something about it. Now I want to go to the end of that chapter to show you some questions that you might want to consider. So how are you taking care of your health? What are you doing well? What could be better? Are you up to date on medical conditions? Do you need to see any health professionals? And then how do you feel about your changing body as you age? Weight concerns? Strength concerns? So again, we have the opportunity to personalize this information about our health. Next chapter, building block three extracting from your career life. Skills to move forward? What aspects of your working life might you want to bring forward into your retirement? Is this a building block relevant to you? Years ago when you retired, you put in your 30 years and were gone, done. It was goodbye to your work, to your career. One day you were fully engaged and the next day you were out the door. Those times are gone. Now many of us plan ahead for financial freedom and in our later decades find ourselves vital and ready for more. More activity, more experiences, more enjoyment. But the sources of your vitality may come from aspects of your career. If your career was raising a family, home management, or caregiving, you too will be experiencing changes when the nest gets smaller or perhaps when you downsize. All of these activities gave us skills, paid or unpaid. And maybe you want to consider using some of those skills. The new work might take a different form, not full-time and perhaps not in a management or supervisory role. And I want to give you an example of that. This one is called Arlene. She realized she loved the dance. I interviewed Arlene a year before her long-awaited retirement as head of special services at a state university. Her career was satisfying. She had always been an academic in some capacity supporting the deaf and blind community. Early in her career, she had been a deaf interpreter. She loved what she thought of as doing a communications dance. It had been tremendously rewarding work, and it made her feel alive and connected with her audience. But when she was promoted to department administrator, her focus was exclusively on budgets and contracts. She was no longer in touch with the community she served. As an administrator, she hired out that service through contractor agencies. But she really missed the deaf interpreting work. I suggested that perhaps she might contact those agencies and offer her services post-retirement on a part-time basis. Her face lit up. Arlene got into action, reviewed, renewed her skills, and was delighted when the contract agency took her on two days a week on a regular basis. When we met six months later, Arlene was radiant. She was not only getting to do a part of her professional life she had long surrendered, but was enjoying the work tremendously. Plus, the extra income allows her and her husband to take periodic long weekend vacations and provide some extras for their grown daughters and the grandchildren. Next chapter. I love this chapter. This is chapter four. Your life force never retires. Time for personal growth. It's time to look at unfinished business. Yes, personal and psychological growth, including family relations, spouse, former spouses, partners, siblings, cousins, parents, etc. 
both those with us and those who have died, but the relationship continues. It might include family issues you have been putting off because they're too painful or too complicated. This was the most intriguing chapter for me to research and write. There is a lot currently written and researched about the power of getting to the bottom of things, righting wrongs, understanding one's life choices, processing one's hurts and pains. In fact, one author who became a hospice chaplain later in life wrote a book about her experiences with people in their final months and days. Most of them talked about their relationships, often family relationships, and how they wished they had had the time to repair things and work on themselves. Let's look at Valerie. She needed to process a job loss. Valerie was unfairly fired from the job she had planned to retire from. The employees at her company knew there was going to be a layoff, and one of her coworkers lied, saying that Valerie had said and done inappropriate things. Valerie's management believed her coworker, and she was fired. She was devastated but advised not to fight back legally, as it would be expensive, complicated, and difficult to prove. It took about a year, but Valerie did get a job in another company, but it was with lower pay and less responsibilities, and it did not provide the income she needed to fund her retirement until several years later. When I met Valerie, the anger was still fresh and strong. She was so upset by this unfairness that it had impacted many aspects of her life. Her marriage and her health were deteriorating. She admitted she had become bitter and cynical and couldn't seem to move forward. Finally, her husband insists they go to counseling together, and the counselor quickly saw that Valerie had been wounded and insisted on working with her in individual therapy. It was a godsend. She hadn't realized the extent of pain and suffering she was experiencing and how it triggered other slights in her life and how powerfully it was destroying her current relationships, health, and entire quality of life. In therapy, she started to let go of her anger, heal, soften, and release. She knew she had been wounded, but she reframed her story and grew in compassion, depth, and forgiveness. I hope you've enjoyed hearing excerpts from Building Blocks for the New Retirement. Perhaps you'll find value from purchasing your own copy. Its workbook design makes it easy to build a full plan for your later years in just a few hours. And onward in your revitalment. This book is available online at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and at many independent retail bookshops. Thank you. I am Joan Tab. I'd like to thank Joan for sharing her book with us today. And thank you for listening to the Authors Read podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the book. If you'd like to support the Authors Read podcast, please like, subscribe, or share. Until next time.